Welcome to Beyond the Sermon. If you are watching us, I am video-less today. I've been having some major issues with my internet upload speeds um, over here in Emmanuel. Surely it's been going great, and all of a sudden this month it's just been going down the tubes, having some problems with my cellular phone as well, so just lots of technology problems. But we are here today talking about uh, Beyond the Sermon, and here we are joined with Pastor Will Harley. Hello. And just recently joined uh, Pastor Dave Endorf. And we can't even hear him. We can't hear He's him. He's been muted. He's been muted. How is so that? Awesome. There you're there. Now you're here. Okay, good. <laughs> so which text did you preach on, Dave? I preached on the gospel reading, Matthew 16. Oh, oh look right. at that. We, we are going to have a good conversation. We're going to go beyond two sermons today on the same text, Matthew 16, 13 to 20. Uh, it's a good text. So could Pastor Harley, could you read that text for us, please? I certainly can, since I did not preach on this text because I uh, I, I failed in my duties as pastor, yep. and I didn't preach at all. Um, so, <laughs> Right, because in your vocation as father and as pastor, you took some time and, for your and for your family did you say vocation or vacation <laughs> i took my vacation as father <laughs> all right here we go um our verse for today we're going to be looking at matthew chapter 16 and we're going to look at uh verses 13 and go through 20 so we'll plop that up here on the screen you're going to see our faces on the bottom um but here we are and then Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, but you, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. That's an awesome All right, text. so uh, which day would it you is like an to go awesome first? text. Or would you like me to go first? Um, I'm happy to go first. So, as I was preaching on the text, the I was very excited about my introduction, so I'm, I'm going to share that. So, I, I I talked about how I explained to my doctor that uh, there's a lot of new nutritional advice out there that's conflicting you know there's you know low calorie there's very low calorie there's vegan there's keto there's there's all kinds of stuff and he he agreed with me that there's a lot of different nutritional advice out there and so we both just gave up and went to Popeye's and got fried chicken sandwiches and fries and and everybody laughed because 
Obviously, that's not what's going to happen. But when you have a lot of people in the world saying there's a lot of religions out there, everybody thinks it's, oh, well, the obvious thing to do then is just give up as if eternal life and your relationship with God are entirely unimportant and putting any kind of work into it is unimportant. And it's in that kind of a setting that we have our gospel lesson. You've got all these confusing things that are going on. And Jesus asks his disciples, have you put in the work? Have you figured out who I am? Because he's here at the end of his ministry. And that was kind of my law section. You know, we have to study God's word. We have to to be in his word, because these are things he commands us to do. You know, it's not enough to be an infant believer. Um, and then we take and we apply that knowledge when we're listening to, you know, the world talk about God. And what does the world say about who God is? And what do other churches say about who God is? And um, then as we talk, as then I moved from law into gospel, we have here Jesus saying, I'm going to build my church on this rock, this confession that Peter gives that Jesus is going to die for our sins because he's focused on forgiving us. First, for all of the times, we, we're going to fail in, in ser searching his word the way we should. And then he's going to rise again so that he can save us thoroughly um, and, and build on that message of forgiveness from for 2,000 years. And that's the focus of his church is forgiving and retaining sins um, and, and the resurrected savior is there walking with us to save us thoroughly as he builds this church through us and and so completely are we forgiven that god doesn't just call us his dear children but he wants to work with us um even calling us his ambassadors you know, as if God were making his appeal through us, which is a amazing thing that we get to do you know, as, as we live our lives. Very good. Any questions? Just a, a encouragement for people who are listening or watching, you can certainly ask questions. Um, on the stream on the chat we're watching the chat you can also email us at castingnetspod at gmail.com i i guess i have again because i haven't um i didn't preach on this one necessarily because i didn't preach at all uh this weekend but i look at it and i, I like your approach on Dave, about looking at the things that we could do or should do um, when we are, are trying to put together who Jesus is, right? Um, and who God is. And, and we, we look at this and we say, 
I, I know I should be putting in this effort. I know that I should be studying the scriptures. I know I should be having these answers. How did you, I guess I would like it maybe more fleshed out and, and maybe you can respond on it now. How do you deal with, with Jesus own words to Peter? Um, when, when Jesus, when Peter says his response and he says, uh, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus responds, um, you, you know, you did not reveal or, or, um, flesh and blood was, did not reveal this to you, but it was the father. It was no effort on his part. So how did, how did you do that in the text? How did you bring that up? Um, that's actually one of those things I would have liked to have spent more time on. Um, because, you know, that's the, the other part of re- responding to that argument the world makes is that, uh, you know, the, the problem isn't just that they give up. The problem is that they stubbornly resist God. And, and part of the way they stubbornly resist God is not um, by, uh, you know, sitting and meditating like, oh, I hate God or, or something like that, but by uh, stubbornly doing things in a way that is is sinful, you know, and, and that sin uh, wars against your soul. They, they stubbornly do things um, and, and hold on to a plan of salvation that is the way they want it to be and not the way God says it's going to be, because they want it to be about their works. And they're going to say, um, you know, I've tried to be a good person, and if that's not good enough for God, that's his problem, not mine. As if they can dictate to God what it's going to be. And that's how they stubbornly resist God. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, a whole branch of, you know, the gospel lesson I didn't really address. But except in the as we're working uh, side by side with God, he's making his appeal through us. And it's not us converting other people, but it is the power of the Holy Spirit through the means of grace that we get to administer. Okay. Very good. Is there any other parts that you thought, uh, you know, I wish I would have focused more on other than in that section? Um. I I would say uh, that um, one of them is that question about why is Jesus just talking to Peter when he gives him the keys to the kingdom of heaven? You know, because the you there is singular. You know, it it is soy. Uh you know, and so we are talking about Peter before his denial. We are talking about Peter in the withdrawals as Jesus is par- and that's that portion of Jesus' ministry as he's preparing the apostles for 
um, uh, his death and ascension, especially into heaven, so that uh, you know he understands what Peter's going to to go through. And so there's a lot of things we can't say about why is he saying this specifically through to Peter, you know, because we don't know the the mind and the hidden will of God. But what we can say is, you know, Peter's going to have an extra hard time about it. Peter's ministry is going to be in some ways extra difficult as he, um, you know, has to deal with the Judaizers as he's crucified in Rome, upside down. Um, and so I'm sure all of those are part of God's economy, but certainly don't don't cover all of the things God had in mind in this. But because Jesus repeats those words in the plural in other places in Scripture, we would reject the teaching of the Catholic Church that confines it to, you know, the Bishop of Rome. Yeah, and you could probably so easily go off the rails talking about how the Catholic Church uses this particular text. Um, but I think you did a really good job of of bringing it home to to us and saying, you know, this is this is really the um, the Lord working in us, and and this is our opportunity as other people are saying, well, you, they think Jesus is this, they think Jesus is that. Uh, I think you did a really good job of, of saying, no, we get to confess who Jesus is. And, and the Lord speaks through us in, in doing that. Are you ready, Dave, to, to give your sermon? Um, so we had, the, we had um, Pastor Dave Endorf, who is, is the wrong Dave. And that is a, um, there's a close family person. <laughs> uh, kind of connection in some of that. Um, and now we have Pastor Dave Rudot, who also preached on this text. Uh, would you like to give us a, a kind of a walkthrough of your sermon, Pastor Dave Rudot? Sure. Um, my, my sermon that I put together was, it began with my pet peeves. And I said, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, but here is a pet peeve of mine is when people say, but they believe in God. So when it comes to a politician, they'll say, this politician believes in God or this organization believes in God as if that is somehow um, the same as what we believe. And so it, my sermon theme was confess Christ clearly. And so it was divided into three parts, even though I didn't have law and gospel in each part, but the three sections I talked about was what is the content of our confession, what is the source of our confession, and what is the result of our confession. So it began with uh, explaining my, my law for the section was how when the disciples were describing what how people identified Jesus, it was always the forerunner of the Messiah. So it's always either John the Baptist, who was a forerunner, or Elijah, or Jeremiah, I did throw in a little uh, Jewish legends about Jeremiah, why Jeremiah would have been something that people had might have associated with Jesus. But the law section was always, uh, is Jesus enough for your salvation, for you to find peace with God, or are you looking for something else? Is he the, he's not the top of the mountain, but now he's on the way up to the top of the mountain. So you might say, yeah, I've heard about Jesus. I saw him, or, or I 
heard about them in Sunday school and in confirmation class, but I found this, you know, yoga pose, or I found this uh, phrase that I would say that actually gives me peace with God. Uh, it gives me a, a, a very close connection with God or something like that. And that was always a, it's always a temptation throughout the world where other religions will say, yeah, Jesus was a good teacher, but uh, he's not the savior. He's not the the son of the living God, not a God who's in the past, but a God today. Uh, he is not the Messiah, not the anointed one, the one sent by God to bring peace uh, to humankind. So it's either Jesus is a forerunner to something better, or he is a good example that we would follow. Like we're going to do him better. Like he was, Jesus was a humanitarian, but we're going to do it so much better. Or the church is going to do that so much better. He's an example leading us uh, so that we are our own savior. And so that was my, the law section there was really um, how we try to make Jesus less than he is. And the confession of Peter you are the Christ. You are the sent one. You are the son of the living God. You are a human being, but yet you are also um, the son of the who is still here. Then the source of that confession, obviously, is what Jesus was talking about, that this was not revealed to you, um, but it was revealed by my Father in heaven. And so then I brought in that last verse of the text of why Jesus told his disciples not to go around telling everyone that Jesus is the Christ, because God, Christ was going to hide himself in his word and in his actions so that the work of the Holy Spirit would come and bring people to, to that same realization that Jesus is the one sent by God to save them, to bring peace between a, a, an angry God over sin and the sinner. And then the third part, so there wasn't really a law gospel part there. That was just more of a teaching aspect of uh, this is the source of our confession. And then the result of that confession was where the application was. So when Jesus talks about the, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, the, 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 the ability for Christians to forgive each other's sins is because Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. He is the savior. He is the one who did everything for us and took our sins away. Um, by his death and resurrection. And so because of that, we can have this great confidence that we have peace with God, not because we've found something other than Jesus, but because we have Jesus. And so that was just, that was my, that's how I closed it off. And I said, okay, there's another pet peeve is when someone says, I'm sorry, what do we often say? And the members know this is my pet peeve, because I've said this more than once, is we always say that it's okay. But what is this, that we have this great peace that the world doesn't have, that the other religions don't have this real peace with the God of the universe through Christ and what he has done. And we can say that to others. We can say that your sins are forgiven. Um, you are a redeemed child of God. So that's how I close it off. I I, uh, I don't know I, if you guys I, talked. Uh, follow, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's, an, it's, you know, I know we've said it before, but it's just uh, fascinating how, we have um, two people preaching on the same text and, and they approached it from vastly different um, aspects in the sense that um, the natural knee-jerk reaction would be to look at the text and, and to just kind of make your sermon based around the initial question of Jesus, who do people say that I am? Um, and, and both of you kind of avoided that, which is, I think is awesome because I think it gets people deeper into the text. It gets people deeper into, instead of just taking what's on the surface and what might be the easiest approach, uh, to, to maybe this section that we've heard so often, 
and that we've heard other people maybe speak about so often. Um, you guys did it a totally different type of uh, approach to it uh, to get deeper into the text. And I thought that's, that's really cool. I, I give you guys a lot of, a lot of praise for that. So I didn't hear all your sermons, but I'm going to have to go back and listen to them now. And I think this is where I should confess. Uh, looking back on my, my preaching, um, <laughs> there's a, a sermon. I, I wish it were earlier in my ministry than it was. That's literally just titled, who do, who do you think Jesus is? And, and it is kind of a very superficial treatment of this text, you know? And so one of the things I, I wanted to do with this sermon was dig into that, you know, more the, the focus on the work of Christ, uh, you know, and the forgiveness and Jesus focus on forgiveness. So I, I'm, I'm very impressed with how you both handled it. Uh, uh, Pastor Dave Rudat, so um, beautiful, beautiful sermon you walked us through. Um, I know that you're always harder on yourself than any of us could ever be on you. So what what do you think you could have done better or what you wish you would not have left out? Uh, I was actually, for this time, I was I got out of the pulpit and I'm like, I, I felt, felt like I preached the text. I guess if you're going to, if I'm going to analyze the structure of it, you would say you only had one law section. Your gospel section was, you could have had those things spelled out in each of the different uh, layers of it. I, I just thought that there was just so much to be talked about that once you, once you, in my opinion, once you cracked open the, the nut of well, why would anybody in the pew care about this text? Cause they would all say, of course we believe in Jesus. I mean, what are you, you know, that's why we're here, pastor, that kind of thing. There, how easy it is for us to want to add to Jesus, want to say, well, Jesus, you're only the, f you're good, but I, I'm looking for peace elsewhere, or I'm looking for this, um, this, this closeness to the relationship of God outside of Christ. So uh, that part I felt, I, that part I thought was, was crucial to opening up the rest of the text. And I felt like once I opened up the rest of the text and then I could lead people to see that. Now, of course, my, um, I haven't. I didn't listen to my own sermon, so I, if I would do that, I probably would have more. Oh, I, I, I was intending to say this, but instead I said that, and then I should have said this better. Those kinds of things. Um, but I, uh, compared to most Sundays, this Sunday I was more, more at peace with what I said. Well, good. Well, I mean, and that's... I feel like uh, that's where I'd like to jump in because I, I thought of some questions that I'd like to, to grill press pastor Rudat with. Um, hold so on, we, hold on. We got to set up the boxing ring. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So in your explanation of the binding key and the loosing key, did you reference Mickey's, a Christmas Carol and the visitation from Ebenezer Scrooge's old partner in order to explain them? <laughs> did not i did not i did reference oh. indiana jones oh so indiana jones was um because of the legend of of jeremiah 
It's loosely based off the second Maccabees. That's your next question? Yeah, go ahead, though. Steal my thunder. No, go back. We, uh, go back to Mickey's Christmas Carol. Explain to anyone who doesn't know why this would be important. Philip Marley. It's Mickey. Yeah, because it's Mickey. Yeah. Also, because, you know, you don't want to terrify the kids who are there. Um, and Goofy showing up with chains and a, a piggy bank chained to him is less terrifying than some of the other pictures of people with sins chained to them. Uh, but it, it's just that picture of having your sins chained to you, of being a part of a chain gang that we don't have anymore. Uh, and listening to Goofy fall down the stairs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry <Yeah. laughs> that is going to have to make a comeback in a sermon closer to Christmas <laughs> alright uh, explain to us or explain to the listeners here the, the tale of Jeremiah um, well do you have any other questions otherwise I or is that Okay, anyway, the next question um, was Jeremiah is a uh, a loose legend from sec based kind of on Second Maccabees, which is an apocrypha, which is in scripture. Um, but the idea that before the Messianic age, before that, Jeremiah supposedly had hid the Ark of the Covenant, and he would come back and tell everybody once everyone got their act together that where the Ark of the Covenant is, and then the Ark of the Covenant returning to Israel would then usher in this Messianic age. That was one of the, that was one, the only only satisfactory answer that I got for Jeremiah. Why did people think Jesus was Jeremiah? Other than you know he's a long gospel preacher, just like the Old Testament preachers as well. But and although Jeremiah is linked with the other Old Testament prophets, Jeremiah or one of the other prophets, he's still mentioned. So you're like, well, it's gotta there's gotta be something there, and that's the only that's the closest thing I got to that, and I just. For for me, then I just said, well, Indiana Jones is probably just as plausible where the Ark of the Covenant is than Jeremiah hiding it. Sure, sure. Now, question. <laughs> so, so then, um, it, that when I looked it up, when I've looked it up in the past, it's the the answer I've always gotten is because nobody knows what actually happened to Jeremiah. They think he might come back. Uh, so I'm as confused as you are about that. But my question is, does the Ethiopian Coptic church actually have the Ark of the Covenant from Jeremiah? Uh, do you care to answer that, Pastor Rudat? I missed all of that. He He's wondering if the uh, Coptic church has the Ark of the Covenant because Jeremiah brought it down with him. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. Nobody knows. I yeah, think but, that it's lost for a reason. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. God's like, that served its purpose. <laughs> Here's my son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but all of those things he aside... Is he is I, the mercy seat. He, he is. Okay, but all of those things aside, do they have it? I can guarantee you no one's touched it. (laughs) (laughs) 
So beautiful, beautiful um, um, sermons, gentlemen. Uh, you know, it is, uh, I, I picked, I picked uh, maybe the wrong weekend to take a vacation. This is a beautiful text to, to be able to, to tackle. And I think you guys did uh, more than an adequate job. I think you guys did uh, a very, very good job in, in sharing God's message uh, and the message of forgiveness in Christ to your people. Um, me, on the other hand, I, I did not. Like I said, we, we were on vacation. Um, I stayed home and, and did some work throughout the week. But uh, Pastor Rose, uh, Roy Rose, uh, who is retired, um, brought God's word to uh, my people here in Maribel. And uh, he, he did one verse, um, and he proved that any pastor can take one verse and can just preach eloquently for, for a good 16 minutes um, sharing God's grace in in one one verse, and so his was Psalm uh, one forty five verse three. Great is the Lord, worthy of great praise, and there are no limits to the extent of His greatness. Um, and his sermon was no limits. And uh, I would just say I can't I can't describe his. Um, thought pattern. I can't walk you through why he chose certain things as opposed to other things, but I can say, uh, go to um, our Facebook page for St. John's Maribel um, and have an opportunity to listen to the sermon because uh, Pastor Rose, I think, did a a wonderful job of of sharing a Lord who has no limits um, in in a world where we're just filled with limits. We can only do so much and we can only interact so much and we can only uh, think so much. And um, we have a God that is not bound by, by the things that, that we can't do. He can do anything and does everything for us. Um, so I would recommend that you go back um, and, and please do that. Also, I recommend that you head to uh, Emmanuel Shirley, their, their page or their podcasts, or uh, you're on, um, YouTube too as well, right, Dave? Yep. Dave Rudot. He probably has some internet issues, but he is, I know he is on as well. Um, so you can reach his stuff, go and take a listen to the sermon there. Also, uh, Pastor Endorf, you are on YouTube, yes? Correct, yes. And are you on visual or are you just on audio? Uh, visual as well. Yes. Visual as well. So you can go and see that wonderful face preaching God's word to you um, at at his YouTube page. Um, and so as we have an opportunity to kind of wrap up our, our time together, are there any other questions that anybody may have? Please put them in the comments so that we have an opportunity to uh, maybe address those after the show as we, we continue to read through them. Um, if you have not subscribed to Casting Nets Pod, we do invite you to subscribe so you can get some of the updates and see what we are doing as we continue to make our live shows. Uh, we will be coming back um we wanted to have a show going on on Thursday. We might not be able to have a show on Thursday because um, as things go and we are pastors continuing to work uh, here in God's kingdom, um, there has been a loss of one of the people of our congregations. And so the funeral will be on Thursday and uh, and one of us would like to go and pay respects. And so that is a wonderful thing to be able to do as a pastor, uh, to look ahead to the hope of eternal life and to share that hope uh, with our members. So stay tuned. Uh, we will be back with more, uh, not only from Beyond the Sermon on next Tuesday, uh, but we will be back as well with our regular casting nets and being able to do things 
uh, and have continuing conversations through there. Have a wonderful day and may God richly bless you.